Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Brenda Russell, and there is definitely a buzz happening. Brandon's Buzz. Hey, this is Nicholas Rodriguez. You are listening to Brandon's Buzz. Be prepared to laugh. You're going to have a good time. Hi, I'm Alita Adams. Everybody is all a buzz about Brandon's Buzz. This guy is the person to listen to. <laughs> I wish you could do all the interviews. <laughs> so if you feel that you just can't take it, and your world isn't what it seems, don't forget that life can be what you make it Baby, when you live on a street of dreams Hey, this is Nia Peoples, and you're with Brandon's Buzz, the place to be. Hi, this is Lynn Herring on Brandon's Buzz. It's the great entertainment talk show on now. Brandon, I love you. Thanks for having me. This is Connie Pasolacla-Hayman, otherwise known as Marlena Delacroix. I have a great time with Brandon. I always do. He's a fantastic interviewer, and I'm saying that because I'm a journalism professor, and he's a pro. This is Maya Bialik, and you are lucky enough to be listening to Brandon's Buzz. Hey guys, and welcome back to Brandon's Buzz. I am Brandon, and I have a great guest today, and I just want to dive right in. You know, my guest tonight, she needs utterly no introduction, but please indulge me while I give her one anyway. An Emmy-winning television superstar, best known to an entire generation of soap fans as the irrepressible one and only Felicia Gallant on NBC's classic soap, Another World. She spent some 25 years enthralling and entertaining audiences the world over with her wacky, fun-spirited characters. She's built an entire second career for herself in the mid-90s when she brought a collection of fashion accessories to QVC in what was then a revolutionary concept, celebrities bringing their products directly to the home consumer. And two years ago, she shifted her focus to an enormously successful collection of home accessories and furnishings. She returns to QVC this coming Wednesday, September 30th, for a two-hour commemoration of her latest anniversary, and she's come by the buzz this evening to give us an exclusive sneak preview of what's in store. It is a genuine honor and a spectacular thrill to have this great lady on my show tonight. She is elegant. She is extraordinary. She is Linda Dano. I am absolutely speechless. <laughs> and that that takes some doing <laughs> to get me to, to be quiet. Uh, that was some intro. Well, you deserve Brandon, it, Brandon, thank you, you so it. much. You know, I've been a big fan of yours for a long time, and this really is a great thrill to have you on the oh, show tonight. It's very nice to be here. Uh, you know, it's so interesting. It's so easy to talk to people that have a genuine love affair with life, you which is what you'd have. You, you're a, you're a, you're just, you're just out there. <laughs> so everything is is right in front of you. You're excited about it. You're passionate about it, and uh, that's why people listen. I, I know, really do believe that. You know, I'm having the time of my life with this show, and I really appreciate people like you stopping by and subjecting yourselves to my <laughs> madness for an hour or so. I mean, it really is. It really is. It, it, it humbles me. It truly does. Well, it's my pleasure, and I do mean that. So I tell you what, here's how I always start with all my guests. Give me the 60-second bio for the five people who don't know about Linda Dano's origins. Tell me where you were born, where were you raised, okay. where did you go to school. Okay. Let's I was born in Long Beach, California. Um, I grew up in a very modest um, home. I only had one brother, Jack, who passed away at 46. Um, my mother and father now are both gone, which is tragedy for me. 
um, and lived long, long lives. Yes. So I, that was wonderful. I graduated from Jordan High School, went on to college at the University of California at Long Beach, along with Bobby Woods, if you know who that is. Absolutely. And, um, yes. Right? And, um, oh, let's see. I met... Um, and Crazy you, studied, you studied with Tom Selleck, did you not? But I, I went to, I was under contract at 20th Century Fox Studios with Tom. Tom and Sam Elliott. Wow. Um, Jacqueline Bissett. Oh, uh, Lyle Wagner. We were all under contract, and we were in what was called the New Talent Department, which was, uh, they were doing the old star system. You know how stars in the 40s used to be put under contract, and then they'd groom them, they'd you know, put them in class and teach them how to act, teach them how to sing, teach them how to dance. That's why very often when you look at old movies like I do and you see Jimmy Stewart singing or uh, Cary, um, yeah, Cary Grant or Clark Gable singing, it's because they all had to do that when they were in the contract. And that's what I did for three and a half years and then 20th kind of uh, lost its footing and, and they started to take the, <laughs> well, they started to take the uh, water coolers out of the buildings. We knew something was <laughs> up. And so we all were let go and I had gotten married at that time. Uh, and he had started a workshop, um, Saldano Workshop, which is the name that I have kept all these years. And um, and uh, a friend of mine, Maria O'Brien, one of the daughters of Edmund O'Brien, an Academy Award-winning actor, um, he because of Maria, he and because he knew me and we were great friends, and he came to see me at uh, at the workshop one night and. And when he when the thing was finished and I did I don't know three scenes or something he said my God darling you need to be acting and so he got me an agent he sent me to see someone and I was with that agent for a very long time oh, still friends with him and um, and I worked in California as an actor I mean and I was so terrified I so didn't know what I was doing <laughs> and I would every job I ever had in prime time and I have a resume that would choke a horse I mean. <laughs> It's a, it, on paper, it's so impressive. But I, when I tell you that I never did any show, that I didn't have a fever. I had the flu. I was sick. I would whip myself into such a state that I would be violently ill. So that way, when you saw the show, and if I really was dreadful, I could say, well, I, I had the flu. I was so sick. I guess that's why I did it. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's only after years of doing daytime did I did I start to calm down and not be so afraid. Um, the great thing about daytime is it's always there. You can come back the next day and try it again. Well, that's what Tom used to say to me. So, like he said, you know, the thing about daytime because you know he did he did I think Young and the Restless. Before he became Tom Selleck, the one that everybody knows, and um, he said, "Daytime is so great because you can just make a fool of yourself. You can just suck, and the next day come back and try something else, and and make it up. So it's a, it's really an unbelievable learning ground. And for me, it made me less afraid. I I got less and less afraid that by the time I did Felicia, I was pretty free of of that kind of fear but now when I go do a job uh, whatever it might be a um, whether it's a, a film or a, a you know a primetime thing mm-hmm. I shake oh my god it's like starting all over again I want to kill myself I hate it 
Because now you see, I know why I do it. Even now, even at your level of success. Yes, even now. It always comforts me when I hear old stories like of Helen Hayes, who threw up after every (laughs) performance. I I sort of like that. (laughs) It makes me feel less, you know, like an idiot. You know, don't no. you think, though, in some ways that, that that's good because it means that you still care deeply oh, about absolutely. what you do? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, I want so much to do well, and I now at least I have the reason that I act. I'm, I'm not sure when I first started out that I had any – I don't even know why I was doing it. I, it just kind of fell in my lap. Um, now, when I do a project, I – I know what I want to say. I know what uh, I want to convey. And so the pressure is on. But um, it's very interesting. You know, most, I know a lot of, lot of actors who just scared to death all the time. <laughs> and I, I am at my old age. I'm afraid I fall into that category. You're right there with them. I, boy, am I ever. And, you know, it, it's, it's so amazing that as you've had this amazing award-winning career as an actress, you've also, you know, had this whole second career as a talk show host and as a, right. as a designer. Right. Right. Have, you, have you always been interested in design and fashion? I mean, was this always. always that's always it. That's what that I wanted to do. Uh, that's my Mabel. She's eight months old, and she's, I call her Mabel. She's the sweetest, cutest, most wonderful <laughs> little shih tzu on the planet. So adorable. And then she turns and becomes Millie. The the Antichrist. She's like the devil dog. And right now she's being Millie because I won't play with her and she's annoyed that I'm on the phone with you. Of course. Yeah. Of course. M- Mabel, please don't embarrass Mama. Please, I beg you. Um, anyway, what did you ask me, Brian? I asked you about uh, design and fashion. If oh, you've yes. always been interested yeah, in this. Always, always, always. From the time, my mother was a very stylish dame, my mother. She was fabulous. and She had great taste, and we had no money. And my mother used to take me to these very expensive stores, and we would go into the dress room, take a couple of dresses in, and I would put them on, and then she'd turn them inside out and look to see how they were made yes. and go home and make one. And and Just that's how and, and I was always considered the dresser always. Um, uh, you won't know this. In fact, you have to be you know born around the time that the earth was cooling. But there used to be a shoe store called Leeds, at least in California, okay. and it was a very inexpensive. Like you could wear, you could buy all colors of these little flats. And my mother would go in and buy me like six, seven pair of those because they were inexpensive because she'd make my clothes. And I was just the best dressed thing for no money. We had no money. And um, so I guess my my love affair with clothes and design and fashion and home decor, all of that, stems from my mother who taught me well. And so I, that's what I studied. When I was in school, I never did any of the plays or anything like that. I, I did the backdrops. I would paint the backdrops. That's what I did. Fantastic. Yeah. You know, I was going to ask you this later, but now that we're talking about it, what, what I think is great about your collections and uh, your philosophies in general, and it's not just fashion, it's also home design. Right. But, you know, your, your general philosophy is that you don't have to necessarily spend big Correct. to think big or to look That's right. big. That's right. You know, I know an awful lot of... What we would call wealthy people doesn't mean they have any taste. <laughs> Just because you have money doesn't mean you have taste. You know, you're very no, much no. an advocate of starting with a with a simple basic foundation Absolutely. and then paying attention to the details and, and spending your time the, on that. It's so true. It's a, it just works. I, this season in particular with fashion and for for women, it it's all about the accessories. And it's if you have the basic stuff, you absolutely don't even have to go buy anything. You just have to 
add to your accessories and do some of the, you know, big chunky pins and, and sure. necklaces and belts. And, and boy, you're in. You, you're, you're right on trend. And like you say, everybody's got the black dress in their closet. Everybody's got Absolutely. the white shirt. I mean, you know, everybody's got the basic stuff. Absolutely. If they don't, they should be shot. They need the basic stuff. It's all about Every how you wardrobe. put it together. Yeah, exactly. You know, I always say when women see other women walking down the street, they're not really looking at that suit or that dress that that woman has on. They're looking at what she did with it, the whole package. And and in that package means the accessories, what she did to make it her own, to make it her Absolutely. her, her look get your attention and that's the key it really is and that's true of home it's the same thing in home if you have the basic stuff oh my god not only can you do a lot with that and really give it drama you can now change it out uh, i used to in my apartment when when franken was here and was alive my husband frank um i used to take the living room and completely change it into another room with pillows and flowers and and paint and paint yeah oh yeah and 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 cost very little and it looked like an entirely different room and you know when you walk into a house that you've never been in before you you know immediately what you like and what you don't like I mean, absolutely you can spot it instantly absolutely and you know what there's no such thing as not liking only liking one thing I like many looks sure. many styles I like very modern I like very much a lot of antiques. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like, and I like everything in between. It depends on how you do it. And my, my advice to everyone is to go to magazines, go to books, tear out the pages of the things that you love. I, I guarantee you will, you will rip out the same kind of look every time. And even, then you'll know what you're looking at. You even if you don't know what you really like right. about it. It doesn't matter. If, you know, you just, grabs your eye. It's something that will speak to you. Yeah. Sure. That's how you. That's how you should begin. I have a woman, a friend of mine up in Connecticut, who just bought a new condo, and she's absolutely at a loss as to what to do with it. And I, that's that's what I'm. That's her assignment. She has to do that for a month. She has to get magazines, books, and she has to rip things out. <laughs> and uh, and I know when we go through it, it, it'll be right there in front of her. This is what you like, obviously. Look, this is all you ever cut out, right? <laughs> Talk to me about QVC a little bit. You know, now it's kind of the, the chic in thing for celebrities to do. People like Joan Rivers and Suzanne Summers, all these yeah. celebrities have collections yeah. on the various channels. But, you yeah. know, back in the day, you were very much a pioneer in this area. Back, well, you know, I back was, to this, especially idea. that I did accessories. Um, that was just unheard of. Absolutely. Um, I mean, no, no celebrity would dare, you know. No, it's the, a it's a the, it's a more difficult thing to buy because the majority of people think if they just buy the the dress or the suit they're done. So getting them to buy a scarf or a belt or a you know whatever was a little tougher was a little tougher. But it was great fun, and I'll tell you why. And it still is for this this single reason. I'm live when I'm talking to you. I can show you all sorts of tricks and things that you wouldn't normally normally see. Uh, when you go into a store, you certainly don't see that. No one helps you like that. You go in, you try clothes on, you don't uh -huh. know. And But when you watch me on QVC, I give you all sorts of, of tips that have nothing to do with what I'm selling you, really. I'm just telling you, this is what you should do. This is uh -huh. what I do. And and it, I have a lot of people who watch me and who tape it for that reason because they want to – it's like having a little journal that they can refer to. 
And um, uh, that's what I like about QVC is that it's live, that I am right there with you. You're in, the, you're in your living room, but I'm really talking to you. Uh-huh. And, I, and a lot of times they'll, viewers will call in and they'll ask me something. And now with the Internet and all of that going on, people oh, sure. do uh, contact me through the web and ask me things about their home. I'm doing this and this and this, and I have this wall over here. It has a window. What should I do with that window? Should I, you know, and I, and I email back and I tell them. So I, we call me the cheap decorator for the day. That's what we call me. I used to be the, the, cheap, the cheap stylist for the day, but now I'm the cheap decorator for the day. And um, it's, I love it. I love to connect with the audience. I love that it's live. I love that it's dangerous. I love that the set can fall in on me. I love all that. <laughs> I do. I love it. And I, and I guess the audience loves it, too. Absolutely. You know, and I, no question about and it. And I never sell anything I don't believe in. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really rigid about that. I, I really try to make the very best stuff I can make for very little money because... I don't think you ought to spend it on, on, on that kind of stuff. I really don't. Especially, Especially in these times now. when money yeah. is so tight. And, you know, yeah, it's awful. And people who want to, to have a better house or a bigger house and now can't, they can make their house fabulous. It, they really can. And that's how I kind of think I'm helping, which I hope I am. So your QVC Home Collection celebrates its second anniversary this month, I and imagine. you're coming back to the channel on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday. This Wednesday. I'm on at 1 o'clock in the morning for you night owls, <laughs> and I'm on at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, um, which is great because a lot of people can catch that, you know, sure. one or the other. If you're, if you're living in California, you can see me, what, at 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock at night. So, you know, it's live on this coast, on the, on, on New York coast. The East coast, Linda, speak. The <laughs> East coast, yes. And so, um, yeah, and I'll, 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 I'll be able to explain and show and do and, um, it's great fun. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you what I love. I love that calendar clock that you had in. Oh, do I love you or what? You know what? That's one of the nicest things I ever made. It is marvelous. And, and what do you simple... have it? What date do you have it set at? May fourteenth. And why? Uh, that was the day that my partner and I met. You see, you see. And, and I, you know, I have a... mine on ah, September fifteenth, Wednesday, because that's the day my husband died. Well, which sounds sad to everyone, and I know I probably shouldn't say that, um, uh, but uh, you know that's what when I said on air and see you got that. I said on air, this is the kind of a piece that first of all everyone will ask you about when they walk into your it, home. It's fat, and, you know, it's so simple, but it's such a great conversation. So simple, and it really is. I mean, it's English. I mean, this is what the English. This is what they made. Mabel, stop chewing on furniture, please. Um, now, I, I loved it because what for me it does see here is that thing again that i always talk about the heart of something i have it on the wall with that date because every time i pass it in that room i remember it 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 reminds me of that day which wasn't a happy day but still it it's it's like hi frank Hi Frank, you know, uh-huh. and and you can put your birthday, you can put the, the the birth of a child, your anniversary. It just, I just thought, oh, I'm so pleased you have that because I adore that. Talk about what your goals are when when you're designing pieces to add to your collection. What is what is your goal for the piece? Well, I want 
I don't want to give everybody everything they can get everywhere else. It's like when I designed um, accessories for, for women, I would design things, for instance, I would I came out, it was one of the first ones to come out with a, a white handbag. Believe it or not, back when I first started at QVC, you didn't find white handbags for, for summer. Now they're everywhere. But in those days, I feel like I'm talking like I'm, you know, 103 right now. <laughs> but in those days, you could not find a white handbag. And I, because I couldn't find it, I just assumed everybody else wanted one too. Right. And that would be the basis of what I would design. For instance, I always design things to hang on a wall because I don't think it's as interesting to have just pictures on the wall. Uh-huh. I think you need a clock. I think you need like the calendar clock that you bought. I think you need different textures in a room. They make the room more interesting, not just for people who come to visit, but for you. Sure. Uh, and that's, that's sort of the, the way I start. I'm also a lunatic for organization. <laughs> I hate clutter. I don't dislike stuff. I like a lot of stuff around, uh-huh. but I hate clutter. I hate just things all over the place. And when you have small children, oh, that's difficult because, you know, they have their toys. I have, I have Mo and Mabel, and her, her dog toys, especially Mabel, are everywhere. Sure. So I'm constantly picking them up, and I put them in a, in a box that I have that's a decorative box. Um, and I, I believe that if I give you enough stuff to hide that clutter, I will give you a home that when you walk in, you, you have a sense of peace. Uh-huh. And tranquility. You're thrilled to walk in instead of exactly. instead of dreading it. Exactly. I always say on camera when I'm at QVC, I want you to w- look at your room, look at it right now, just look at it in whatever state it's in, look at it. Then I want you to walk out of the door, and I want you to shut the door and then turn around and open the door and look at your room. Do you want to kill yourself because it's such a mess? <laughs> then you need stuff. You need things to put because those things aren't going anywhere. The clutter's not going anywhere unless you have places for it, like trunks and, oh, I have all sorts of little clever ways to hide things. So you are a, you are a self-confessed maniac, and this is your I word, am. not mine, but you are yeah. a maniac for finishing and for details. I am. And I'm I want to know, know when you know that you've got something right, and how do you know when it still needs work? I mean, Gosh, what's, what what's your threshold? Question. What's your level? That's a good question. Um, it has to be perfectly balanced for me to love it. Um, Frank used to say to me do you, when I was making the bed, do you want me to get the calipers out? I mean, you're going to be able to make it just by eyeballing it? Because I was such a maniac about it. Um, there's something about line and form that absolutely it has to be perfect or, or it'll bother me. It'll just bother me. So... If towels are askew in a bathroom, it'll make me crazy. Um, I, I'm, I'm really, I've, al- I've always said, you can photograph my home at any given moment. I'm that kind of a maniac. Wow. And at the same time, my home is very inviting, very warm, and, 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 and you want to just kind of curl up in it. But I keep it, I'm very neat. I'm, I'm very neat, and I'm... And except for my closet. My closet, I'm not so neat all the time. Okay. 
I'm really not. That's that's when I that's when I sort of fall apart. But but otherwise I'm yeah I'm I and I'm that way about line and form in terms of everything in gardening. Uh, I I have to have bigger leaves with with lavender. I have to everything has to have a balance. Uh-huh. And once you get that balance, once you figure it out, once you learn it, it's so easy. Design is so easy. Because you start with uh, three things, three, what I always tell people, start with three colors. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like the apartment that I'm, I'm in right now, my apartment in New York, I have it in white and dark brown and uh, tan. And that's it. Yeah. Those are the colors. And so uh, there's, no, there's no getting me to buy an orange anything. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I am very disciplined about those three colors. And consequently, when you walk into this house, you have a really strong sense of continuity and, um, and, and a tranquil, tranquil environment. You really do. And Talk about that a minute. Talk about, you know, when you've said in the past that, that people expect you to have a very opulent wardrobe and I'm sure a very opulent home. Yes. When when people walk into your home, what do they find? What do they see? Um, they see personal things. Uh, uh, because I'm an accessory person, because I love accessories, uh, that's what you. That's what I think you notice first. But you'll also notice that it's tranquil. That there's nothing. Um, nothing jumps out at you. It's it's very peaceful. I think you probably would sense that about my houses, that they're peaceful, and um, and you like being there. I've never had anybody come in and not say, "Oh, it's nice here. Wow, it's really nice here. It's just, oh, I don't, they don't quite even understand it. It's just a kind of, it's a kind of warm, nice, comfortable but beautiful feeling. I'm very understated." I dress the same way. I, 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 I really do love, I really do what, what I preach to others. <laughs> I really do simple clothes, and I try not to have a lot of them. When I left Another World, um, and Sean Dudley, who just, oh, my Sean, uh, Guiding Light ended. Yes, I was oh, going to ask you about that later. Makes me so, so sad. Anyway, it's, uh, it's Sean so was in those days working in Another World. And, of course, did the one thing, as sweet as it was, oh, he gave me anything I wanted of Felicia Gallant, yeah. anything. And she had some wardrobe. <laughs> she and certainly I, did. I took home all of these clothes, which has been the bane of my existence ever since. <laughs> because no one should have that many clothes. <laughs> they really shouldn't. It, it's only confusing. Uh, unless you change clothes three times a day, what are you doing with all those clothes? And um, now, if it was accessories, that's a whole other animal. Did you get me. to keep the turbans also? I did not want those, Brandon. <laughs> I said no to those. Thank you. I did, however, take a couple of feather boas. Fantastic. I did. I, did. I must say, I did. But you know, it's interesting. You you don't need a lot of stuff. Sure. You really don't. What you need is the stuff that makes that stuff look different. That's what you need. You know what I what I loved. You said it on QVC years ago. You, you said I can take a, I can take a simple black turtleneck and a and a, right. a, a some kind of skirt right. and wear it every day for five different days and just accessorize it differently and you would never know that it's that the same is correct. Outfit. 
And I, and I, I defy anyone to say that's not true because I can do that. I, I've proven that on many occasions with, with naysayers. I've told, I've showed them it can be done, but it's true. It can be done. And that's why it's so silly to have so many clothes. Um, now, if we're talking, you know, whatever, jewelry and handbags, that's just a whole other animal. That's a different entirely. That's a different thing. I, I, I have to admit I am a thing about all that, but n- not particularly close, no. So what are the latest pieces that you've added to this latest collection of yours? What, what, are, what, are, what are you most excited about bringing um, to the public? I have a, a large wall clock that is to die for. Oh, my God. Um, I really love it. I really, really love it. Uh, that's coming. I have a globe bar coming, oh, wow. which is very dramatic, quite beautiful. And um, we didn't know, Vivian, who you know, you know you've spoken to, Vivian, yeah. for everyone who's listening, is my partner in crime and has been for 20 years. And she and I work... She's absolutely fantastic. Oh, she's fabulous. And... Um, she and I did a um, sort of a um, what do you call those things? It's sort of like a where we set up our booth and we showed uh, what we had and, and like an exhibition would, or an exhibition. That's it. And and we had a, a, a globe bar sitting in the middle of the booth and we we weren't sure how the fans or the people who watch QVC would feel about it. Everybody just zeroed in on that that globe bar. Everyone loved it. So. I decided to make one, is to to create one. So, and I can, think that's that's can, a very interesting piece. Yeah. Can you describe it? Because I'm not. I'm not well, really it's a big a, a globe picture. on a wooden stand, and you open the thing up, and it's a bar inside. You put, you know, wines and glasses, and you can put a a thing for your ice, and it's a fabulous thing to have in your den or your your living room and it sits next to a big chair and there you are would you like a little wine brandon oh let me get it for you and i just open that little globe bar and there we go it's fabulous it's a really um it's it's that kind of piece that when people come to your home they'll go what's that and and you can say it's my globe bar isn't it nice can i get you a drink (laughs) So it's great. It's great. It sounds like it could come out of some antique shop somewhere. I mean, Mm -hmm. it sounds like a truly Mm -hmm. wonderful piece. Well, my whole line, basically, I I go for, well, I don't know if I even should say this, because I I, I also bring things in that are a little more modern, but I do love English country furniture, and I like that warm, Mm -hmm. that, 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 that comfortable, antique look, Mm -hmm. and... So that's what I try and get for the audience. And they seem to respond to it because now in, in home fashion, all you really see out there basically is more modern things, dark, dark wood mm-hmm. and modern, modern lines. And a lot of people prefer more traditional things. <coughs> so I am sort of that. I'm bringing that to them. Have I also have a, a zebra rug coming in this show. Oh, wow which I think the audience is going to love. Um, some more bedding, which only two colors this time. I only will like the two, a sort of French blue and then a, a tan and black and white. And, um, you know, stuff. Stuff. Yeah. Have, you kept, have you kept that gorgeous clock table or have you discontinued that? I, have, I am bringing it back. 
Yeah, I love I, that. I, you know, I, it's coming in January. Yeah. I didn't get it, and I kicked myself for not getting oh, it. Oh, well, you can I get it in January. Oh. Yeah, you can get it. It's a beautiful thing. Such a yeah. beautiful piece. It really is a beautiful piece. And, and you know, I, I just wondered if people would respond, and they do. They really respond. Uh, the thing is, I can, because of uh, volume, I can make things and bring them in for such less money than maybe you see something similar to it out in a store, mm-hmm. but I can, I can beat their price. So that also makes it a really, you know, interesting thing to look at these these designs. And I am there to not do um, the smalls. I'm there to bring real style and elegance to your home. You know, you're still very well known as a daytime star. Do you miss that part of your life? Do you miss um, Do you miss that daily? Uh, no, I don't. Um, it's interesting you ask that because I uh, I thought I would, but you know, when I retired from daytime, uh, Frank and I had plans to. Tr- we were going to. We had a trip planned, um, and uh, tickets bought, and the whole thing. And I was finally going to have time where I could, if I wanted to stay somewhere for another two weeks, I could. No responsibility, and and um, and then Frank got sick, as you know, and uh, and so everything everything stopped. Sure. Um, and it was at that time that I probably would have missed the everyday, you know, routine. The the you get used to things, you know, and when they go away, it's like, whoa, what happened here? Uh, and it's like you have nowhere to go. But I did not feel that way because I was busy with Frank, and he was sick, and 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 so by the time um, my husband finally passed away, which was many many months later, and then I was I was really devastated and and the last thing i thought about was work Absolutely. you know it's interesting i went i did do guiding light after that sometime i think i did it in february um and frank had died in september and i did it because ellen called me ellen wheeler the exec producer and uh said i have a part that i only want you for and i really want you to think about coming and doing it and i went oh ellen i don't know i don't, <laughs> I don't know if i can do this and she said i said and what happens to the character she said we kill we kill you and i went really you'll kill me i've never died before i might like that and that was a single reason i decided to do it and of course my my death scene was I made them give me blood in my mouth. I just really played the hell out of it. I mean, you know, with blood spewing out of my face. And I just had the best time. But it was hard for me. It was hard for me because I had done daytime after I'd come to New York to be with Frank. And so daytime for me meant Frank. And um, when he wasn't here anymore, it made it hard for me to do that. Even though I knew everyone and I, you know, was they were all just so great and so wonderful, the crew included everybody, it was hard for me. And so I've never looked back. I, I figured when Frank went, so did daytime. Good and that was the end of that. You know, you mentioned Guiding Light. They they ended their run just last week after 72 years. Oh, my God. This year marks a decade since another world went off the air. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, talk a little bit about what it feels like to lose such a constant part oh, of your life. I mean, it's you know, like losing I, I it's like losing your family. It's the saddest. It's like you don't lose just one person; you lose so many. A hundred people, hundreds, hundreds of people, yeah. um, and you really do. That is how you feel. Such a loss. It's such a 
ooh, I, I will never forget that day. You know, Stephen and I, Steve, Steve Schnetzer, we neither one have ever seen the last show. We always say we're going to just pour us, ourselves some, a lot of martinis and watch oh, it wow. together one night, but we never have because it's just too hard. It's when Brent Collins died on Another World that I thought I could never do this again because you just, you, you know these people. They're, they're people, they're as close to you as your family. Uh-huh. They are your family. And when you... And also, also the people that we never get to see, like the oh, cameramen absolutely. and the makeup people, absolutely. And, you know, all, the, all the people absolutely. that we never see on TV. That's right. All those people, I, you know, I was the last one to leave the building in another world. Wow. And Vivian came to pick me up. Of course she did. And she was actually there. And so I went around to every single office and place in that studio and said goodbye to it. I'm such a drama queen, in case you didn't know that. <laughs> my husband at the time went, oh, my God, don't tell anyone that. But I did. I went to every single room and cried and cried and cried and cried and cried all the way home and got, oh, I never stopped crying. That was just the saddest, most awful day. You know, you mentioned your old buddy Stephen. He's now the king of commercials. Every time is I come he the doing TV, great or what? I swear, I see his face or hear that hear that voice, oh, and you know that voice the instant you hear it. Yeah. Every time I turn on yeah. the TV, it's hilarious. It's how, hilarious. How is he doing? Is, is he he's doing, doing is he great. Doing well? He's doing theater. He's doing commercials. He's working. Oh, I am so 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 excited for him. And his boy is working. Ben. Ben got a job. Ben is the one who wants to be an actor like his dad. He's the youngest. He has two sons. And Ben got a job in a pilot. I don't know if it has sold. I don't think it did, but but he got his first pilot. Wow. I was so thrilled. It's 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 good. It's come around because there was a time where, you know, he couldn't get a job. Uh-huh. Um that that's always what's so hard about um about a show ending. And being so identifiable with one character. Yeah, and you, yeah. You, everyone thinks you're going to, oh, you'll go work. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You'll just absolutely work. And that isn't necessarily true. Wow. So um, I'm very pleased with his success right now. He's doing great. You know, He's like really I said, you, you hear that voice, you, you know that voice the instant you hear it. And it yeah, seems yeah. like every time you turn on the TV, there it is. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> isn't that great? Ching, 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 ching. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you know, God. Thank God. <laughs> You excelled in daytime television for something like 25 years, and you know you you saw the highest of the highs and you saw the lowest of the lows. Yeah. You know what works in this genre and what doesn't. I um, do. You know the clock seems to be ticking down to zero hour for this form I of know. television. And I know. I know. I'm wondering what, in your view, does it need to do to save itself? What it needs to go back to what it does best, and that's family, family, relationships, romance. It needs to stop trying to do, you know, 24. It, it's got to stop that. It needs to. It needs to be. And I and I mean this across the boards. I don't. I don't mean because only old people watch it. Mm-hmm. I, I defy you that a young person or an old person and everybody in between will respond to real moments, real emotions, real pain, and real joy. It's who we are. We're human. That's what we do. And and it has nothing to do with your age. It has to do with what moves you. And it's a, it's a fascinating uh, genre because it has always done that. Mm-hmm. And people can make fun of it and they can say, oh, it's so silly. 
but it's not. Daytime is no different or shouldn't be than watching any brothers and sisters, Sam's race right. anatomy. Sam I mean, a great it's story all, is it's a great story thing. is a great story. It's is a, a great, great story. story. And everybody, absolutely, I, I know that if you walk in a room and the TV is on and someone is doing real work, you hit real work, you'll stop. Damn right. They they get you. I Absolutely. remember years ago, a hundred years ago, I was home in our very first apartment here in New York, Frank and I, and I and I was busy doing some stuff. In those days, I was selling clothes to a lot of the shows, and I was busy doing that. And all of a sudden, a scene came on with Kim Zimmer. Not funny that it's Kimmy. And and I walked past the TV. I stopped. She got me to sit down. Wow. I sat down and I watched this scene and I thought, boy, it just doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> and it doesn't, because real stuff is real stuff. When I, when the new seasons come out for anything and I turn on a show, uh-huh. and if I, if I'm distracted by it, if somebody distracts me or, or I look at a magazine, you, you've, you've missed me, you've lost me. There's something lacking. And I don't think it's any harder than that. Although I think that is hard to do. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? But I don't think it's any harder. I don't think you need shoot 'em ups and and rapes and muggings and I don't think you need any of that. I just think you need actors who can pull off good writing, and 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 make you care. Absolutely. And they'll come back every day when they care, and that's what I think is missing. I really do mean that. I think it's missing in any consistent way. You'll see bits and pieces, but it takes too long between those bits mm-hmm. and pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you've been very brave and very open about the great losses that you've suffered in the past several years and mm-hmm. how those losses have affected you. Right. And, I, you know, I'm wondering, you're a woman who's always been known as a happy, smiling, joyous woman. Right, right. W- was it hard for you to come forward and speak openly and frankly yeah. about your depression? Yeah, it was. I, I couldn't understand why they would want me. It's like, I'm really depressed. I don't think you want me to be your spokesperson. Um, I remember the first um, meeting we actually had, which was a phone meeting. Um, I was on a phone, and then there were three or four executives from um, from the the pharmaceutical company, and there was somebody else, and then Vivian, and and I and I in the middle of chatting or talking, they asked me to tell what happened. I'd start to cry, and I'd have to say, "Just a minute, just a minute." And I I got off the phone and I said, I, I, "Vivian, I, I can't do this." I, I I can't I can't go and I can't talk about this. It's just too hard for me. And um and she said, Well I want you to think about it because maybe it's the thing that'll save you. Mm-hmm. And you know what? She was right, it did save me. By me speaking and talking about it, getting others to talk about their pain, I started to I don't know, I started to understand it a little more. I understood that what had happened, why I suddenly went from being very sad and in, and in a mourning state and had triggered something in myself that made it an illness. Because that's what depression is. It's an illness. It's not, it's not just, oh, gee, I had a bad day, or, God, I gained five pounds and, look, this dress doesn't fit me. It's a real illness that cripples you and gets its horrifying hands around your throat and just almost chokes the life out of you. And... If you and know so, it's an so illness. few people really understand it. I mean, right. so they few don't. People really get because it. I come from the background. Oh, for God's sakes, 
Get up. Snap out of it, pull yeah. Your, snap out of it. Pull your, pull your, pull your, what's this, Mabel? What are you eating here? Oh, she's eating, a, oh, Christ. She's eating leaves. Okay, let's change this. Sorry, Brandon. Um, it's, uh, it, it's, yeah, pull your bootstraps up and get on with it. Absolutely. What's the matter with you? I wish it were that simple. And I come from that. I come from that, and I'm proud that I come from that. I come from very, very hardworking, simple people who worked hard all their lives and, and you know, raised children and, and took care of their families. And, but that's the school they come from, and that is not anything about what depression is about. It's just not. It, it, that's why it was so strange for me to be depressed was I was the last person on the planet that you would pick as someone depressed. Sure, because I'm you've goofy. always got a smile on your face. You're always I do. happy. You're always you know, I'm out always there. happy. I'm always goofy. I, always, I never look at the negative. I always look at the positive side of life. Always have. I'm just goofy and happy. And suddenly, I wasn't any of that wow. anymore. I didn't know who I was. And I didn't care. That was the thing. See, I... In my life, I've always been so joyful, and suddenly I had no joy. And the thing that I finally understood and recognized was it wasn't because my husband had died. It was because I had done something to my brain, really, you know, in the balance of a human body mm-hmm. that altered my thinking and my, my whole emotional being was affected. So I went from mourning and tragedy and sadness and crying into something that was scary, really scary, really, really scary. And I remember thinking back then, oh, such a dark time for me, thinking about Jerry Anthony. Do you remember Jerry Anthony? Who played uh, Marco Dane? Oh, sure, on One Life. Remember yeah. him? He was on Another World for a time. Absolutely. He he was also a director, a very gifted guy, really really great. You know, some people call him the finest actor that's ever been on yep. on daytime no, television. this was people... a really good actor, and he killed himself um, a few years back. And I remember thinking, how could he do that? Why and would all he of his do all that? of his friends were just flabbergasted by it because flabbergasted. You know, he was the he, last person, yeah. just like you. He was the last person yeah. you would expect that anyone would expect that. Absolutely. And after I went through this illness and grappled with it and tried everything I knew and everything that I was told to do and did it and really spoke out about it, and I I apologized to him one night. I'll never forget it. I was sitting in my my apartment here in New York. And I thought about him, and I said, "I am so, so sorry. I had, I had no idea back then why you would do such a thing. And now I understand it. Now I get it. Wow. Because the pain is so enormous and it's so overwhelming mm-hmm. that you want the pain. It would be like having a really bad toothache and not being able to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. It's like that. And unless you there, unless you understand that." You don't know, and you can't pull yourself up. It's not about that. So, yes, it was probably, I have said, since I did that campaign, um, it, it's probably the, the single greatest thing I ever did was talk about that and help people and reach out. 
you know, that's what I, that's what I wanted to ask you. It, it, the great work that you do, I mean, you've worked with so many various companies and charities, mm-hmm. and, and you mm-hmm. talked about this. And mm-hmm. not only that, but also the work you do on this great QVC collection that you pour so much heart and so much passion into. Is all that therapeutic for you in a way? Yes, very much so. I'll never not miss my husband ever in my life. Uh, and I know this is some, uh, this is a, this is a lesson, a test, whatever you want to call it, that I have to pass that God needs me to go through this, the feeling of, of being alone. Um, but at the same time, I'm going to pass it. I'm, sure. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm too, I'm too full of life and, and, and appreciate it so much and appreciate all that I have and all that I've been given to just, you know, now piss it away and say, I don't care anymore. I'm not doing that. I can't, I can't do that. And then I really would worry about getting to heaven. Uh, I might, I might not. So I know that I will see my husband again and, um, and I just need to wait for whenever that is. In the meantime, I need to keep going, and I need to keep feeling, and I need to keep helping. I like to help. I like to. I like the creative. I like the. Uh, but I also like to help. I, I like reaching out, and I like. And I like. Um, I like talking about stuff. I. Frank used to say, you, you know, you have. There's nothing sacred for you. I mean, you just tell everybody everything. And I went, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, Frank, I do. And I think that is a blessing. Um, it, 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 it's, it's good for me because it makes me feel not alone. But I, I've been told by, oh, God, I can't tell you how many people, that it's so good when I do that because then they're not alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when I did Attitudes and I said that to Nancy Glass when we first started the show. I said, you know what? We can't cure anybody or help anybody really or make a difference. But what we can do is share and then people won't feel all by themselves in whatever they're dealing with. And I really meant that. I, and I still mean that. I absolutely mean that. So when you see me on my set at QVC, you always see my husband's picture. You always see Vera's picture, my sister-in-law. You always see my mom and dad and my brother because they're my family. Wow. And they matter. And they taught me who I am. And, um, and I'm like everybody else on the planet. We're all exactly alike. We all want the same stuff. So if you can laugh a little and get a get a, a clock table once in a while, hey, life is good, right? <laughs> I tell life you what, is good. You are so phenomenal. You are so fabulous. I just love you so much, and thank I thank you, you so much for being on my show today. Oh, I'd love to. God, is it gone? Is it time? Really? You know, it's already oh. been. It's already been fifty-two minutes. Oh my goodness! It's just flown by in a. In a well, in a, you're you're a breeze. You're just lovely, <laughs> and I'll do this again anytime you want, Toots. Anytime. Well, I tell you what, you are welcome here anytime to Thank discuss you, anything. Thank you. you have Thank a permanent you. and standing forum okay. here. Okay. You know, I want to. I want to tell be everybody. Wouldn't it if I called you next week and we did this every week and finally then you'd say to the people around you, "Oh my God, <laughs> she keeps calling." You can call Why me every nuts? day. This can be a weekly <laughs> date. I, I have no problem with that whatsoever. All right. I want to tell everybody that that uh, Linda Dano, this great lady, returns to QVC Wednesday, September 30th, this coming Wednesday. It's 1 a.m. Eastern and 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, and is it is it live across the country or is it is live it across the okay. country? So God only knows what'll come out of my mouth. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'll wave to you, honey, when I'm when I'm on. Please do. Please I will. Do. I will. I promise. Okay. I also want to tell everybody you can find Linda Dano on Facebook and she's on Twitter. She's Linda Dano on both of those things. Could you die? 
Who would have thought? <laughs> Me it, and Barbara it, Walters. Isn't hey. Twitter hilarious? You know, I didn't, oh I didn't really get it at first, but now I just love it. Well, I don't really get it now, but okay. I'm I'm trying not to be some old thing. I'm really trying here. <laughs> but yes, I'm on both those things. And I, yesterday I was at the accessory show, and I twittered all through it. I did. I don't know what that means, but hey, <laughs> I love course, you. Before I let you go, could I get a favor from you, right quick? Of course. Would you Would you record a promo for my show? I'd love to. As long as it includes the words Linda Dano and Brandon's buzz, anything else you say is totally up to you. Okay. Okay. And we're recording now, so whenever you're ready, shoot. Well, this is Linda Dano. I'm on Brandon's Buzz, and I have to tell you, what a fun hour I just had. Ah, oh, this is a great kid. This is a great kid with a wonderful heart and soul. You listen all the time, every day. I know I will. Bye. Fantastic. Thank you so, you're welcome, so much, sweetie. Linda Dano. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you. I'll wave at you on the 30th. Please okay. do. All right, honey. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. The phenomenal Linda Dano, everybody, on Brandon's Buzz. Brandon's Buzz in the can. The mission control for the, for the show is www.blogtalkradio.com slash Brandon's Buzz. From there, you can hear the show. You can listen to old shows. You can download old shows. You can leave comments. You can send me emails. You can tell me what you like. You can tell me what you don't like. Uh, I accept any and all criticism and feedback, and I, I love every bit of it. Uh, blogtalkradio.com slash Brandon's Buzz. You can also find me at my blog, brandonsbuzz.com. There is a radio archive. Just click on the radio button at the top of the page, and that will take you to a page where you can listen to all my old shows, and you can see the great uh, banners that my pal Joanne makes to help me advertise the show. That's at my blog, brandonsbuzz.com. I'm also on iTunes. I'm on iTunes, guys. Just type Brandon's Buzz in the iTunes Music Store search box, Scroll down to the podcast section. Uh, from there, you can uh, you can uh, 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 download individual old shows as podcasts, and you can subscribe to the show and have each new episode automatically download to your library the minute it's uploaded to the to the iTunes Music Store. So uh, I, as Linda Dano, I am all over the internet as well. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Just Google the words "Branded Buzz," and something will pop up that points you in my direction. Uh, I want to thank Linda Dano one more time, and I want to tell you, please. Keep listening to Brandon's Buzz. Hi, this is Brenda Russell, and there is definitely a buzz happening. Brandon's Buzz. I just had the most fun in the world doing Brandon's Buzz. This is Louise Schaefer. It's a fabulous podcast, and it's a great, great way to spend some time. Brandon is the best. Hey, hey, this is Nia Peoples, and you are checking out Brandon's Buzz right now. Hey, everybody, this is Beth Maitland. You probably know me best from my role as Tracy Abbott on The Young and the Restless, and I'm talking to you about Brandon's Buzz. Come on, you got to find him. Hi, this is Gordon Thompson speaking, and I want to tell you that I have appeared on Brandon's Buzz, and I had a great time, and I think you will too, so please, log on. And have a look. Merci à vous tous. Écoutez Brandon Buzz sur Blonde Talk Radio. Bonsoir et à très bientôt.